What's up, you savages? It's your boy, DJ Clappinator. Welcome back to the Why You Laughing Podcast. With me always is my friend Spick. And we got a great show for you today. We got five topics that we're going to talk about. And I call him Spick because, not because I'm a full-blown racist, but because he's my boy, and that's his nickname. Yeah, so <laughs> deal with it, all you Mexicans. So the first topic we got today, we got a bunch for you. The first one on our list is crack dealing. you have any stories for us? No. All right, well, let me tell you. I got one myself. Okay? Wow. I grew up in the neighborhood, right? You you remember, you've been to my old house. The trailer park? Yeah. Yes. That's exactly where it comes from, the trailer park. That's where I grew up. And that's where the crack is grown? That's where it's grown, is inside. So, there was a house, like, two houses down from me. It was a crack dealing den for, like, the last 20 years that I lived there. But, the like, the last two years that I lived there... They, How old were you when you moved out? 19. So it was around twenty. Okay, around so twenty. Years. It was a crack dealing <clears throat> for most of my before life before you were even born. Right. So for most of my life, it was there. And anyway, it got torn down and remodeled completely, and everybody got kicked out of that house. But I would always see the creepiest people go in there, and then I went back inside because I was scared. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of uh, good-looking crackheads, <laughs> except for my mom. No. <laughs> She's fine. Okay. Too far. Scratch that. Okay. Okay. So, number one's right off the list. Um, number two, platforms. Sam, you want to talk about platforms that's going on this week? So, I think throughout the week, I, I've been texting Sam, and we've been talking about... Uh, the number of platforms that our podcast is on now, and it's been getting pretty uh, good reviews from our friends and from some people that we know. Uh, and now it's on a bunch of different platforms. Like just today, our podcast is now on the Apple Podcast app, which is uh, I, I use all the time. I don't know about you, but I when I listen to podcasts, that's the one that I use frequently. But uh, thanks to Anchor, we have... Um, been able to use these platforms and it, it provides the links and uh, we can put it on social media and all different kinds of stuff. So anyway, um, that's one thing that we're very excited about and happy that um, we've been receiving good yeah. reviews from Steve our Steve Jobs buddies. actually called today. Um, really? He came yeah. back? Yeah. Huh? Just this once? Just today. Yeah. <laughs> Just because he wanted our show on Apple Podcast. He looks like a nice guy. Yeah, he was, he, he was very nice. I saw his turtleneck collection. Yeah, I was involved. And I purchased one of them. And it smells like salmon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can I just tell you a quick story about Steve Jobs? Let's go. <laughs> so I had a teacher. Uh, he was like one of my computer teachers. And his name was Mr. Goldsmith. And he, no lie, was the spitting image of Steve Jobs. Like, he idolized this guy. I think he cut his hair and had his old, like, monarch, <laughs> like, after Steve Jobs. Absolutely hysterical. Spoke like him, looked like him. It, it was, it was comical. <laughs> Didn't shower, though, so I had to sit in front of the class. <laughs> no. All the smelly people up front. Okay, what do we got? We have a whiteboard, by the way, just okay. to, for uh, those who, uh... Number three, fake people, in quotes, friends... Like the show? Is that what we're talking about? No, not the we're show. Talking about Joey. 
That's a show. Uh, you know what? Can we can we switch? Yeah, we'll 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 save that for we'll the save end. that Stay one for a little later. Okay, what makes you laugh? So yes. this is where the audience is going to come into play. <clears throat> Let's hear from you guys. What makes you guys laugh? Hello. <laughs> okay. Well, we're having an issue with the phone lines what right now. <laughs> <laughs> people are gonna. Alright, we're just gonna call random people. No. <laughs> well, I was gonna ask you this because I'm very interested. Because you, you make me laugh, crazy, like absolutely hysterical. Just with like, not a lot of the situations that happen to you are funny and me myself as well. But what? <laughs> I'm sorry, I just read your shirt. What? Rock or bust? Rock or bust and my stomach sticking out like a rocket. <laughs> it's it's not sexual, but <laughs> anyway. So no, I I'm interested. Besides my shirt. Oh, uh, what makes me laugh? What makes you laugh? I love dark humor. Yes. I like crude humor. Uh-huh. I like all humor. Right. No, I know, but like, like, does an impression make you laugh? Like, your laugh it's... makes me laugh. I think your yeah. laugh makes a lot of people laugh. It's all the feedback I got was, "Wow, this show would be what, crap." What first episode? Your laugh, yeah. Really? Yeah. It's crazy. Like I, my laugh, it's so funny. I mean, I guess I should thank my father for smoking cigarettes my whole life, but <laughs> that's probably not a good idea. That in the crack house down the street, right? <laughs> Excuse me. I was infected from my neighborhood. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, but like I, I have a supervisor at work. Uh, every time I laugh at work, because my whole like shift at UPS is absolutely, positively could be a show if we really wanted it to be. It's hysterical, and the things that make me laugh, I like my wheeze goes higher than humanly capable. And every time I laugh, my supervisor will come up to me and be like, Sam, breathe! And it's like, I'm trying! But I lose air so quickly. Sometimes I laugh so hard that it feels like I'm losing uh, control. Like the blood pressure in my body is raised so high, I think I'm going to faint every time I get going. But um, yeah. I don't know. A lot of people say that, actually, that they like my laugh. Yeah. Which is interesting, because I think stupid things are funny. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, so anyways, not to cut you off, but go ahead and finish your answer. Oh, that was pretty much it. Well, what do you consider to be dark humor? So, I think it's funny. Like, there's a Lil Wayne quote. Yeah. That's, um, I'm a diamond in the rough. Like a baby in the trash. It's, yeah. It's messed up, but it is to me, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> it is messed up. It's like things that you shouldn't laugh at, but you do. Yeah. For some reason. It's just one of those... <clears throat> I laugh when I'm nervous, too. Like when I get yelled at. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like what? Like you're about to be fired from a job. Yeah. <laughs> like really bad. <laughs> like in school, like if I ever got yelled at for not doing like my homework or something. You'd laugh? I would, I would start laughing because I'd get nervous, and that's all I know how to do to, like, diffuse the situation. That's hysterical. Yeah, if my boss ever starts, like, getting mad at me, really? I'd want to start laughing. Inside. He gets upset? Uh, no, not my boss now, but oh, previous, previous bosses, years. yeah. Sure, sure. Um, 
Yeah, I'm not not good under pressure like that. That's okay. You know? I just laugh. That's dude. I understand. I mean I was the complete opposite. I if I'm under pressure, I go quiet. Or if something triggers me and I can I physically cannot handle it because I know I'm gonna yell at somebody, Mm -hmm. I shut down. Because there's no way that I could say what I would want to say without absolutely destroying a the relationship, and b my conscience. <laughs> you have one. Well, what's left of it? No. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. All right. So that makes you that stuff makes you laugh. Interesting. Yeah, I think that stuff is hilarious. Cool. I laugh at everything, dog. I think everything is funny. Yeah. Like, even if it's not funny, I'm still laughing. Because either that or I'll think of a situation during a bad time and it just makes me laugh. I don't know why. But I think probably because, <clears throat> especially in my life now, I'm trying to stay more positive and laughing gives me like a positive vibe. Mm-hmm. And to stay positive is just is awesome. Yeah, really Do you like laugh it. at people's pain? Like, when I watch a video of, like, penguins falling, I think that's the funniest I thing. I die. You ever see the Fainting Goats video? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> pee my pants laughing. You know what recently made me laugh? Not to plug this guy or whatever, but <clears throat> do you know who Joe Pesci is? Yeah. Like, from Goodfellas, the yep. really short, angry guy? Like, hey, I'm gonna kill you! No. <laughs> like, I saw a video on YouTube of his voice dubbed over a Star Wars movie. And I absolutely... <laughs> died laughing like i was wheezing so hard that you thought some air was going out of somebody's tire <laughs> and that like there was going to be an accident because he was screeching down the street like ah! like ah! <laughs> but it, absolutely peeing my pants laughing like little dub over videos with the voices or someone who does an impression it, it, that makes me laugh yeah. so much like yeah, voiceovers somebody... are hilarious oh yeah like, when somebody does an impression of me, like, even if it's not good, I'll still laugh because I'm so dumb. And to see somebody else do it is, from my perspective, looking in. <laughs> oh, this is hysterical. what everyone else sees. Oh, exactly. It's hysterical. <laughs> like, when James, our friend James, uh, everybody who, obviously nobody knows him yet, but he should be on the podcast uh, coming up this Saturday. We're going to be doing one. Some people know him. Um, like, when he does an impression of me, I absolutely fall on the floor laughing because he, he we've been friends for so long. Like, he's one of my best friends. And to see him do it, I it's over. It's all over. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So stupid things like that make me laugh. That's interesting that you, uh, that you say that. <clears throat> What's next on the board? All right, next on the board. Uh, Let's do food. We're going to do food. Talk about food. I drew a smiley face. With a tongue hanging out with some... Drips. Drips. Gotta get my umbrella. What, um... What are your favorite places in Worcester? Because that's where you're from. Where... To, to eat. The where fix. Do you, what's your go-to? The fix. What's the fix? So it's this burger joint. Okay. And they make the craziest burgers. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. Quality, five out of five. What do you get on your burger? I, it depends on the day. I like spicy food sometimes. Um, <clears throat> I like a fried egg, too. Fried egg on a burger is really good. I love that. Yeah. That's, like, one of my favorite all-time things. 
Like, I'm not a big Applebee's guy. Like, every place that I go to, I have a specific thing that I'll get. And everybody who knows me will understand this, is that there's always one choice thing that you pick on the menu that they do best. And for me, when I go to, like, Applebee's, that burger, the all-day brunch burger is what they got. And I love that. Mm-hmm. It's got, like, hash browns and an egg and cheese, and then you bite into the thing, and yolk is just spilling all over your tongue, and you are absolutely annihilated by pleasure. Let's talk about that place over what by place? where you live that we went to for breakfast a couple times. Audrey's. Audrey's. Love they, Audrey's. They closed down, correct? No. No. No, they're open. They're open they remodeled. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought they sold the place for what? It was like a million dollars? 700000 Something between there? Oh, no, you're thinking of Johnson's Farm, which is in Orange, right by where James lives. Oh, by James, okay. That We went there, uh, Johnson's Farm, which is... Uh, we went there with, like, Cameron and... Yeah, Cameron and Corey, all our buddies, uh, after James's graduation party, our friend, and um, the food there was, anyone who's been there can attest to this, is absolutely out of the park phenomenal. Oh, it's, it's amazing. And it's such a shame, because the land... Uh, that they were selling it for. Like, it's understandable they were selling it because they want to retire and, you know, just like everybody wants to do. But everybody in Orange and the Athol community, I, I assume, was completely disappointed when that place closed down because the food was so good. Not only that, but the donuts there. Yeah, the donuts. Out of this the world. apple cider donuts. I don't even like apple cider donuts. Really? But I love theirs. Oh, they, they killed it. They absolutely killed it. They were, they were amazing. But I love going to breakfast places because seeing the way, like the different ways that people make breakfast is, is what I look for. Like, do they remember the peanut butter on my toast? That's a point. That's, that's a good thing. Yeah. I'm very picky when it comes to breakfast foods. I want it to be good. That's just how it goes. And if you don't listen to me, I'm going to burn down your restaurant. No. <laughs> You're scared of a Yelp review? Yeah. <laughs> I got this box of matches. Yeah, right. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, but, uh, no, but breakfast foods is my favorite foods. I don't know about you, but... Um, I, breakfast is the best. You can't beat breakfast. Okay. Now, when you have breakfast, in, like food for dinner... The best. It's amazing. You can't beat it. Now... Where is your favorite place to get pizza? This is going to be an interesting answer because I have a favorite place. It doesn't have to be local? No. Jeez, favorite place. Um, okay, well, if we're going like a chain restaurant, mm-hmm. I love Domino's Pizza. I love their crust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's kind of like a, you know, two star out of five. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I love Domino's when I'm craving it. Yeah, really? It's um, just like a fast food. There's, there's uh, this place in route. Sutton. Where? In Sutton, it's it's Tony's, Tony's Pizza. They it, make a pretty good. Is pizza. that in Mass? Yeah, okay. it's right off uh, one forty six here. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, it's probably ten minutes away from here. We should probably go there after this podcast. I don't have time. Okay. Well, I do. So, <laughs> so let me just tell you my favorite place. Yeah. So I have a lot of good buddies over in Dover, New Hampshire, and there's a pizza place called La Festa. Hands down. Four wheels to the wall. The best pizza you will ever have in your entire short life, okay? This pizza 
will make you want to like grab Superman's cape, put it on, and fly to the nearest bathroom. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's phenomenal. And there's uh, the buddies that I have over there. They never thought that somebody could finish four pieces because the pieces are crazy. Are they quarter slices? Like Sal's pizza? Uh, I mean, they're huge. Like, they're, like, are they the quarter of the pizza? Like a large pizza? I can't say yes or no because it, it always looks like it's a half of a pizza. It's just that big. Cause, but the slices are not... They don't slice it's just them. like a huge pizza so it's a long slice or is it like a quarter of the pie? It's like more than a quarter of the pie it looks like sometimes. Like a third? Like a third. Jeez. And they're huge. But what you get on there, like they have this buffalo uh, chicken bacon ranch slice mm-hmm. that is to die for. Yeah. And I finished four pieces and everybody over there from that neighborhood that are good friends of mine are like, wow. So pizza and a third. Yeah, well, it's just no yeah. wonder you're so fat. Yeah, no wonder I'm so fat. I practically rolled into Sam's apartment for God's sake. <laughs> I'm gonna have to call the paramedics to wheel me out of here. <laughs> I'm gonna have to open up a window to get you a crane. Get all this hot air out of the room. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah. What's your favorite kind of pizza? All time favorite. My all-time favorite, probably chicken bacon ranch. I was gonna say the same thing. From Athens, from Athens Pizza, okay, in uh, in Keene, New Hampshire, where I'm from. Athens chicken bacon ranch pizza. <sighs> Holy cow! Yeah, I've been there with you. I can, I can. Oh agree. yeah! Anyone who's come to one of my parties has had like an Athens pizza. Yep. At some point in their life, and rightly so because they crush it. The guy over there, Jimmy, he knows every single person that walks in there. He's just, it's so well known. And, holy God. I remember one time I never to, shut down. went to one of your shows. Yeah. Uh, this was probably maybe two years ago. And we got like six pizzas from there to bring to your, one of your house parties you had after the show. Really? Yeah. What show was that? It was the one that was the outside show. Oh, Hoodstock. Hoodstock. Yeah. 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 My, uh, Which was a great venue, though. Oh, man, yeah, Robin Hood Park. We always do this show every year. Um, we didn't get to do it this year because it just didn't work out, but uh, over the past few years, we've done this thing that's called Hoodstock, which is in Robin Hood Park in Keene. And every year, even after all the local shows or whatever, if it's local and it's near my house, everyone comes over my house and has a party. Like, just pizza, 40 people in my tiny house. It's... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's crazy. But, um, yeah, oh, I love that. I love when people come over for pizza after a show. It's it's just great. Your parties get wild. And I don't have to drive home. <laughs> <laughs> we always do. <clears throat> I mean, I don't drink anymore, but it's like, <laughs> at those times, I was glad that I didn't, I didn't have to because I never wanted, if it was another person's party, I never would have wanted to leave. Crazy. <laughs> What's that place around the corner that we went to? We went to Main Crest. Main Crest. Main Crest. That place is pretty good, too. Yeah. It was. I, you know what? I love, not to sound like a vegan or whatever, but I love, oh, not, that, not that vegans are bad people, okay? They are. They are. I love everybody, but they're way too thin, and it bothers me, okay? No. I know a couple fat vegans. <laughs> yeah. And that's why they're vegan. Really? <laughs> well, it's not working. Get them out of here. Get them out of here. No. Um... I love the salads at the main crust. They're awesome. And 
you know what's great is that it's one street over from me and every time I call it's Sarah who is the bartender over there and uh 10 out of 10 the restaurant the restaurant yeah well either way (laughs) anyway she's I'm like, hey, sir, how you doing? Oh, hey, Sam, you want your salad? Yeah, I want my salad. Thank you. Yeah, you would have a salad. Yeah, because I'm trying to lose some weight. You just said I was fat. Look at my rocker bus shirt. I'm about to bust open from this. It says world tour. Your stomach looks like half the world. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a savage, okay? <laughs> we should do, like, live podcast so people can see what I have to see. I don't want to do that. Yeah, me neither. Hey, what's with your ring, by the way? I was going to ask you that. Oh, so, um, I don't want to talk about this. What I do want to talk about is the main topic for this podcast, and that is fake people. (laughs) Fake people. You wrote it. Yeah. So, my question to you, Mm -hmm. Samuel Ray Clapp, what is your definition of a fake person? Um... Let's see. On a serious side, for a split second, it is people who pretend to like you in order to just have, like, what's called, in my mind, what I think of is like a social media friendship. It's like, say somebody's following you. Why are they following you? Is it because they know you or because they think that they do? Because they half want to know you. It's, to me, a real friendship is somebody who you could call and say, hey, I just called to see how you were. Because you were genuinely concerned for their well-being. And I I feel like people who are genuinely concerned with my well-being are the ones that seek me out, that respond like when I call... Um, you know, not all the time because I know people have lives or whatever, but it's like eventually they'll get back to me. You know what I'm saying? It's like if I call you and leave you a voicemail, you'll call me back. It's not, it doesn't have to be that day, you know, but someone who puts, really? <laughs> you interrupt my podcast to honk your horn, you savage, get out of here. No, but to me, it's somebody who gives a fifth of an effort to try and keep those relationships alive mm-hmm. that I consider my friends. And that's that's how it'll always be. I yeah. never I never um consider those people who just follow me to follow me to be my friends. Mm-hmm. I respect that. I think <clears throat> a lot of people there's a certain point that has to be reached before you give your all to a friendship mm-hmm. right so say you meet someone and then you know a week goes by <clears throat> do you expect them to have those same standards as someone that you've known for say a year or two um no so when does when does it go from being just someone you've just met to someone that you're well acquainted with, to someone who you consider a close friend? I think it's definitely difficult for me because I put so much stock into everything and I'm very emotional and I hate that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but if you and I have a mutual friend, or I meet somebody, say I meet somebody through you, do they take the time to get to know me because of you, or because they're genuinely interested in me? That's what makes or breaks the relationship for me. Yeah. You know, and the difference between you and I is quite, you know, quite a bit. Like, you're very handsome and, you know, thin, and you have these qualities. I'm just thin. I'm just saying, like, in general, I'm not the most handsome person in the world. You got a better personality, though. But that's the thing. Is what do people respect about you? Do they like you and hang out with you because of what you look like? I don't have people that hang out with or, me. Or, I'm not saying you personally. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm saying in win. general. Like, do people, do people look at you in a certain way like, oh, he's going to give me clout on my other friendships because he looks a certain way and I look a certain way. So he's part of my quote-unquote group. Mm-hmm. Or do you look at me who is very um, extroverted and outgoing, but has certain physical features that are unattractive. And like, what, what's, what are your choices? Yeah. So you're talking more about people who look at the inner person rather than the outer person. Absolutely. That's what makes the friendship for me is if somebody takes the time to sit down like you and I are right now and have a conversation or even have a conversation on the phone or texting or whatever it may be, even if it's just beginning to end, do you genuinely have an interest in taking the time to get to know that person? Is what I appreciate about friendships like you and me. Friendships like uh, James, you know... My friend Mason, obviously, and uh, it, it's like it, the list can go on and on and on because I have so many people that that do that. Yeah. They have an interest in me. Not because of the friendships that it can help them gain, but because they uh, respect me mm. and I respect them. I, th- I think you relate to that. I relate to that a lot. <clears throat> I just want to bring it back to Go what ahead, you were saying please. earlier. How if they have a, you know, if they have a genuine interest in yourself rather than just who you're friends with. Yeah. Uh, for me, <clears throat> I know I met James a couple years ago. Now it's probably been four years. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to meet him because I knew that you guys were close, mm-hmm. and and that's kind of how me and his friendship started. Whereas right. we both have this this common interest let's say yeah we're both friends with you so that's how our friendship grew uh you brought up mason uh i don't know mason that well yeah but i have a very high respect for him because i know how highly you speak of him right you know so for me i can look at someone and if if i know that they're good friends with someone who i'm close to Mm -hmm. and and that they treat them well i'm 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 gonna be on board with them right for being a friend of mine Someone is treating you like trash, probably not. Yeah, you know, because obviously there's some other motive as to as to their, you know, why they want to be their friends interest. with you. Yeah, exactly. I think, <clears throat> I mean, you know, not to put you on the spot or whatever, but people have some sort of idea about your reputation, and but for me, it's like 
you could say anything you wanted, but if I don't know the person, I have to meet yeah. them first to figure out if it's a genuine, uh, like, uh, slight, I guess, is the better term for their reputation. It's mm-hmm. like, I, I want to find out for myself, which, you know, that's exactly what you did. You know me personally, and so that's yeah. why you're good friends. And with I know a lot friends. of people that can't stand you. Yeah, And sure. they speak their mind about it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I really don't care. You've never done me wrong. Yeah, you know, and I and I can understand why they feel that way, because I can't stand me sometimes. Well, I mean, sometimes I can't stand you either. That's good. That's not enough to break a friendship over. <laughs> no, I'm done. No. <laughs> I'm head out. No, <laughs> this is our last episode. Yeah, right. But no, I I I agree with everything that you just said. That's yeah. It's it's very. I get invested. And things like this. Mm-hmm. When I meet somebody, I'm all in. And everyone knows that. Yeah, from day one. Yeah, definitely. And the fact that sometimes I go to a party and somebody just has to save face in order to feel like they're doing, quote-unquote, a good job of uh, being open. And then later on, when I try to talk to them or speak to them, they don't give me the time of day. That's not going to work for me. Yeah. It's like, for instance, I'll tell you a story. There's a girl that I work with, okay? And she, uh, she's from Brooklyn, I think, and um, very tough. I mean, she's nice, like she'll talk to you or whatever, but it's, she was very honest with me. Like, I remember I went to, like, right before I went to Florida, she was, she says... Because uh, I, I asked her, I, I said, oh, you know, we haven't talked in a while, how you doing? She goes, you know, I genuinely don't like you. <laughs> she goes, I don't like you. And uh, you know what? I had to laugh because it's like, I appreciate honesty like that. It's like, if you don't like me, then, you know, don't even bother with me. Yeah. Because I know right then to cut it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not waste your energy. And not waste my time. Yeah. You know, it's like, Especially an emotional person like me. Like, my dad is guilty of it, too. He's the same person. He's just as emotional as I am. Yeah. And so, when people waste my time, but then try to make up for it later, like, say things like, oh, you know, I didn't mean that, or... It's like, no. I don't have time for you now. Because you've lost my interest that I put 100% into. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get that. What if someone recognizes that they did wrong, if you want to call it that, I... and then tries to, to backtrack a little bit? Do you kind of build a wall right there, or do you, do you give people second chances? Oh, yeah. I give people second chances. I just think that for the person that I know them to be and have experienced them to be, mm-hmm. it's it takes a while. It doesn't... Yeah. Is that something you experience over one experience, or do you see through multiple experiences? I've had a lot of friends leave and never come back. Yep. And the fact that I've given them multiple chances, and they still take it for granted, it's like, there's only so much a person can take after, it's like, it's like when you get a cut on your arm. 
It's not going to heal the next day. It takes time. And, uh, you know, after it happens, you don't want to get cut again. Because it's going to hurt again. And I think people, you know, especially myself, and maybe this is a fault of mine, it's just like a mistrust where you are very careful as you get older, I think, that you don't want to get hurt again. So you ignore those situations. But, I mean, I definitely could use an attitude adjustment when it comes to that because there are some friends that do come back and that are genuine and have continued on and move on with our lives like a close friend of you and I's <clears throat> that uh, I haven't talked to you know in three years he was my best friend growing up and you know you were very close with him and uh, you still are now and, and we're all back together again type, type thing but um, there was a while there where I hated that person yeah I hated what he did. I hated that he shut everybody out. But people make mistakes. And, yeah. and you know, I, I have to be more understanding of that. No, I agree with you. I mean, I, I, I hated his actions, definitely. Uh, but I always tried to look at the good times that we did have, mm-hmm. you know, while we enjoyed them. Yep. And just focus on that. Because, you know, everybody, they do their own thing. Yep. That's their thing. You know, they're doing it for their reasons. There's obviously a lot more on the table for them to lose than for us to lose. So we can't look at it through their shoes. We don't know exactly what they're dealing with. Whatever decision they're doing, they're choosing to take, they're obviously making that decision based on the cards that they're holding. Right. You know, so it's not fair for someone else to to look at them and say they should have done this or that. Yeah. Even if they should have. But, you know, what's more important to them at that time, and that's that's what they made their decision based off of. So, I yeah, I agree with you on that. I think especially because you and I are still both young and we get confused and uh, you know, other a lot of our friends do. It's harder to make decisions based on your limited knowledge of what you think you know. Yeah. You're kind of shooting from the hip with instinct, especially the people who are out on their own trying to figure things out you don't have that help sometimes and you don't have those experiences to say oh I'm going to let this person in or I'm going to let this person out and it's it's hard to stay attracted to that sort of caution to the wind lifestyle where you start to think more and more about what you're doing or not doing or who's giving 100% and who's giving less than zero. Mm. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I know personally I need to work on forgiveness a little bit more because I I take things so seriously, which sucks. Mm. And like I said before, I'm emotional. And the fact that I still think about the past is something that I really, really want to let go. Because I'll think about certain situations where I hurt people or whatever. I mean, you you know it, too. I call you and apologize all the time. Yeah, It's like, or I'll call somebody and apologize because I I think about it. Because, like, again, taking so much stock into somebody's friendship is is a very important thing to me. You know? And I think for you, too. Yeah. Because you take those relationships seriously. 
Um, but yeah, you know, back to the back to the original topic. It's friendships are very important to me personally because when I was growing up, my mother took me everywhere, took me to different states. You know, I I met so many people because she wanted me to have that sort of a life where I would be friendly and let people in. And so I've really put that to good use in making friends because I I just love people. And I love, you know, that's the whole reason about doing this podcast is because I like talking uh, especially to you about certain situations like this. And um and that's what makes me so happy to have the friendships that I have. You know. I'm sorry I went on a tangent. No, <laughs> Not to cut you off. <laughs> but uh yeah. That's what's important to me. Yeah. Those friendships are family to me. Those are the people that I call when I want to talk about something. Yeah. You know. Not to say that my family isn't important to me, because I love them all dearly. Um, but uh, it really helped traveling and making those friends. Like I, one of my best friends is uh, is from Vermont, one state over from where I grew up, and he moved to Florida. Like, I think we talked about him on the podcast before, but um, yeah, the, it, I still keep in contact with him all the time. It's it's so funny that how he moved to Florida when he was in his senior year of high school, my friend Ross, and now he's back and married in Vermont, and we still talk all the time. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, but uh, I know that you have friendships like that too, like you know, especially with uh, your buddy Sean, and um, I just don't take for granted those things. Yeah. And I think that people who just nonchalantly try to include themselves into your life after they have already made you uncomfortable is just a cover-up for who they really are as a person. Yeah. That's just my opinion, though. I could be completely wrong. (laughs) It's happened before. So... But what do you think about that? I was going. What do you think about? Um, no, I, you hit a lot of keystones. I think with that kidney stones. Kidney stones. A lot of, them. <laughs> a lot of painful truths. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no, I mean for me, as I you know growing up, I was always friends with older people. They were always you know four or five years older than me, mm-hmm. ten years older than me, even fifteen years older than me. Yeah. And I think it's just because all my siblings are older, so I was always friends with their friends friends with friends of friends and whether they were friends with me just to be friends with me or friends with me because you know they they liked one of my sisters so they were that was the open door basically (laughs) to get to know one of my sisters hey sam how's your uh (laughs) (laughs) regardless of that it's like okay well even if your intentions are not my intentions you know i'll still be yeah. open to, to right. being friends, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as you do good by people, I think that what goes around comes around. Yeah. I, I mean, definitely 
in school, like, I had a lot of that in school where it, it really is just acquaintances. Like, I don't talk to anybody from high school. Yeah. Maybe a very select few people I still keep in contact with because yeah. they're, like, my childhood friends. But everybody else is just, like, it's that amount of time where it either makes or breaks the friendship. Yeah, definitely. Especially, too, after graduation, people's lives go in different directions. Oh, for sure. I had I had a friend I was so close to him. I, I viewed him like he was my brother. Yeah. And, you know, around the time that we were both 20-ish, 21 maybe, he got married. Yeah. He's living a different life now. Mm-hmm. And I was a little bitter towards it, obviously. Because he moved on? Yeah. Yeah, like he just moved on with his life. I can't take that out on I him. I can't move on with mine. What the heck? Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Whatever frustrations I have towards that, I can't take that out on him. That's, he doesn't deserve that. Right. You know, it's just, you gotta take the good with the bad. Yeah. And when one door closes, another door opens. I don't know if that figure of speech is appropriate here, but... No, it's true. There's, there's people everywhere. And there's people that either build you up, or there's people tear that you, you can build up. Yeah. And there's people that tear you down, too. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's finding people where you can find something productive to come out of that type of relationship whether it's for you or it's for someone else right you know because if you can help someone else too through a bad time whether just supporting them or getting really close to them you feel amazing at the end of the day mm-hmm. you know? yeah i mean I, I couldn't agree more what do you think about friendships after somebody is married do you have any of those besides i know you have one but i didn't know because, I mean, like you said earlier, things definitely change. Yeah. Um, I have, I mean, the only person I have really comes to mind right now is my brother-in-law. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just we're just close because he married into my family. Mm-hmm. But other than that, everyone I was friends with while they were single and they're married now, I'm not close to them. Yeah. But everyone I've met, you know, after marriage, I'm mm-hmm. still close to them. So I don't know if that change in their life is just what their whole life probably changed. Yeah. So even though sure. it affected my life a little bit, their whole life probably got flipped upside down. Oh, absolutely. So I can't blame them for, you know, that loss. It, I wouldn't even say loss of friendship because if one of them called me today and was like, hey, I'm moving, <laughs> you know, I would be there helping. Yeah. You know, but. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. I have such a a conundrum with those things. I mean, that, like, I have one buddy. <clears throat> I, I men- mentioned him earlier, Mason. I've known him for t- 21 years. And I was in his wedding, and we still talk all the time. I talk to yeah. him, like, almost every day. And it's so funny, because he lived uh, in Marlboro, where I live. And he was right up the street from me for a few years. And so... We would always be at each other's houses, just talking or playing video games or, or whatever. And uh, just having that sort of his family's my family sort of thing. And then when it broke away, just to still have that sort of brotherly friendship, uh, if that makes any sense, is still so valuable to me. Like just talking to him all the it's, it's, it's satisfying, you know? And I think that's... The one thing I was trying to swing around to earlier, those types of friendships 
are what makes it worth it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, no, I completely do. It's the type of friendships where people say, yeah, you're friends with this guy, so or with my mutual friend, so I'm giving you a chance sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. That's what turns me off. Yeah. And then when they just sort of write you off because of who you are or what you look like or or whatever, Mm -hmm. that's a shame to me. Yeah. Because they didn't take the time to get to know the real person. People like you and I, we get to know the person before we make our decisions. Yeah. And that's what I've always respected about you because you didn't write me off. I wanted to. You wanted to, but here's the thing. You didn't. And you yeah. took you took a shot. And now, you know, whatever amount of years later, we're sitting here having a conversation on a podcast. So it's those types of people who give others those types of chances that I respect in the highest regard. Yeah. Does that is that change depending if it's a boy or a girl? No. No. Never. Yeah. I I mean you've been to like my parties. I have uh, I have everybody over. You know, I, there's a ton of people. I have friends that are girls and boys, and and um, it's been great. Yeah, it's been great at getting to know these people and developing those types of relationships. That they still talk to them today. Can I talk about any bad experiences? Sure. So. Uh, I was probably 19, 20, around that, around that age, I think. Um, I just started working at UBS and I was already friends with this girl for a long time. Like we weren't tight, but we, we were getting, you know, to be really good friends. And then, uh we kind of realized that we liked each other a little bit. And it was interesting because I really thought for a long time that that was going to be it. You know, that something was going to happen. And I think she thought that too. And, uh, you know, one day she sent me a message and just said, how much do you like me? And I'm like, what do you mean? She said, well, do you like me like you like one of your friends? or? And I'm like, well, I think I like you a little bit more than that, which we had already established. So from that point on, the conversation was, uh, I like you, but I want to do this, and I want to do that first. And blah, blah, blah. Like, she had moved to New Hampshire from a different state to be with her family and start working and, you know, kind of have a life. But she had already done that three or four times. And then, eventually, like, she had moved back to uh, the state where she was from and got married, like, three months later. After she said that she wanted to do this or that. And it's like, to me, 
at that point in my life, when I'm that age, I had put full stock into being friends with this girl, being with her in general, you know, having having that connection to where I put everything on the line. And then not only did she break up with me, sort of, I guess is the term that I would put, but I had lost my job after that. My grandfather had passed away, and I was about to be on my own for the first time. So it was a trifecta of bad things that were happening all in a row. So it's situations like that that give me trust issues that make me upset when people don't give a fifth of an effort and really is just a waste of my time. Like I could have spent that time, you know, doing whatever. But I used that time to develop a relationship with the person who, in the end, had no idea who they were. And at that point, I already knew who I wanted to be. Like, not fully, because nobody knows who they want to be at 18, 19. I mean, you can attest to that. But the fact that I used that to kind of... Uh, make others understand that I really value them. It's those types of experiences that make me appreciate my friendships that much more. You know what I'm saying? It's like the disappointment that I had in that time in my life was absolutely unexplainable up until now to where I can use it as an example to tell people why I feel the way that I do. Because, I mean, especially with my music, at that point, it was the hardest thing that I ever had to go through. But I found myself at that point. I completely found myself. Because it gave me the lesson that be prepared to unexpect the unexpected. And now I am. And uh, like I said, you know, even though it was tough, I still had to go through that situation to get to where I am right now. But I still haven't lost my faith in, in people. You know, like decent friendships like yours and mine and, uh, and others, obviously. But um, yeah, that's that's my bad. That's my bad experience. I mean, there are others, but I think that's probably one of the most important ones. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about that. <laughs> what do you want to say? Go well, ahead. I I have nothing to say. Tell me. Tell tell Uncle Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not to get depressed or whatever. Yeah, I was just thinking how uh, we started off on a pretty good note today. We did. And now it's kind of like a therapy session. Yes. Again. I, didn't, I didn't mean to get into the therapy mode, but he, the question was posed, yeah, and we were going to talk. That's my own fault. we got to do better on the whiteboard. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, we were going to talk about this eventually, so might as well get out of yeah, the way. Yeah, well check this one off. So for those who don't understand, 
that's it's not my philosophy but it's just uh it's why I appreciate doing stuff like this like doing the podcast because I enjoy it I enjoy uh having these conversations and getting to know people and uh you know we haven't had any guests yet but we will and um I look forward to sharing those experiences with everybody and and, and talking and and uh you know, understand how people tick because it's like it's those types of experiences that make the friendships last longer and make it worth it in my opinion yep um but yeah <clears throat> not anyway I didn't mean to go on a tangent with everybody <laughs> yeah let's go back to um we're gonna have friends on the podcast so I yeah. know last week we were saying <clears throat> that this week we were gonna talk about vacations right we couldn't get one of our friends to find a free day for no. all three of us to get together so, that episode about some of our wild vacation stories... Will be on Saturday. Hopefully. 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 Um, and uh, I'm excited to share those stories, man. I've had some wild vacations. Yeah. It's been I nice. really have. Like, visiting Florida for the past 10 years, like with my friend Ross, who I mentioned earlier, uh, man, I got some stories to tell. Let me tell you what. It's... Woo! It's gonna be exciting. So stay tuned for that. Um, so guys, please subscribe to uh, whatever source you're using to get this podcast. Please mm-hmm. follow us. We have an Instagram up and running. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam, you got that running. Want to yep. tell us a little bit about that? Yep, I uh, I put the Instagram up uh, the from the night we did the first episode, which was last Saturday, and its uh, plug is capital Y-R-U space lowercase laughing and uh, it's on Instagram so please comment send us a direct message give us topics to talk about yeah suggestions more than welcome yeah positive or negative just let us know how you feel yep Um, we love bullying so yeah especially each other yes Sam bullies me about my weight yep and he bullies me about my hairline So, that's it for tonight, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, And again, please comment, like, subscribe. Do what you gotta do. Why are you laughing?